Hi, I'm James, and I've loved Seinfeld since the 90s. Hello, I'm Steve. I gave Seinfeld a miss the first time round, but it could be really very nice and good. And together we're watching every episode, recording our own commentary track, in the show that we like to call... Hello, Newman. things around and things okay. are probably going to buzz again oh that's bad but uh, i'll get my headphones on i've got no i've got no bu- i've got no buzzing at the moment so apart from obviously the uh, the excitement and the buzz of uh, creating a hello <laughs> hello <laughs> newman oh good lord <sighs> yeah so that's uh, nice day wasn't it sunny hey but um, cold. i've been i've been um let's bring this a bit closer hello oh there we go that's better it's um Let's do the professional thing. <coughs> ba, ba, ba. Mm, that's not too bad. So yeah, I've been um, really spoiled by the uh, weather so far this week, which is great yeah. because yeah. my mode of transport to get to um, the new job is feet, and mm. it's a forty-minute walk. So um, I'm very pleased that the weather has been so clement. Jermaine Clement watched. Uh, I watched that. What was it? The uh, what's that film? What's that film? Jaws. No, uh, it's a film. He's Jaws in. two. An evening with Beverly Laughlin, I think it's called. Oh yeah, I've got my yeah. eyes on that. I've oh, not that's seen good. That yet. It's I, good. Enjoy, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's got Aubrey Plaza in it. And it has I've got, got a Aubrey giant Plaza. crush on her. So yeah, it's, she's the she's the main person, really. But she's not Beverly. That's um, matey boy from the office mm-hmm. that plays the piano. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sing us a song. He You're should, the piano man. He should have been called Joanna. <laughs> um, welcome to uh, episode 81 of Hello Newman, um, the uh, podcast that does the things that we said previously. Um, in this particular episode, we are going to watch the double, the double episode. That's a lot of episodes in one sentence, wasn't it? Double feature. Double feature. Uh, the Raincoats, which is available on Amazon Prime. Part of the season five package. <laughs> Very exciting. Mm. Uh, all of the episodes of Seinfeld are available on uh, Amazon Prime here in the UK. I don't know about about other territories. I could do the research, but I'm not going to. No, that's fine. That's your job. So I'm lazy, but yes, that's no. how we're watching it here. Please yes. feel free to watch it along with us. And if you enjoy watching it along with us, please feel free to leave a review on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I believe they're now called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, preferably positive, but you know, be honest. I don't want no, don't want, don't want no damn fibbers leaving reviews. Uh, we'd be most grateful. Uh, shall we? Shall we just crack on? I'm ready to tear Let's into some on. raincoats. Let's crack on! It's a doubly season five, episode eighteen and nineteen. Uh, the raincoats part one and two. I'm I'm ready to play, and I'm going to press play now. There you go. See, that was all. Uh, I'm on purple watch again because that jacket looks a lot purpley. It look a lot purpley, Steve. <laughs> oh, very purpley. It look very purpley, Steve. <laughs> so it must have been going on. I should dig into this. I should do a deep dive on the purple. On the sartorial decisions. Yeah, I definitely should. Maybe there was a thing, though. Maybe there was a charity thing about the uh, about the purple. Although, if you, if you look at his hair, I think this was recorded uh, some time apart from the show itself. It's like he uh, stepped out of a dryer. Like he just stepped out of a lagoon. <laughs> it is a longer piece of stand-up at the beginning as well, isn't it? I think it is. normal. But actually, it wasn't that bad as a piece of stand-up. No, well, he, he, he was, I think he was okay, wasn't he? Yeah. But let's see, he's had a haircut there. But, you know, haircut, divorce, and he's bounced back very quickly. Brilliant. That, the, I didn't Not know, good for the prostate. That's, no, that's true. Yeah, you need that check regularly as well. Didn't notice how um, acting the uh, the blonde lady in the background was. Oh. She's acting her arse off. Oh, my God, she's really saying. Is. Yeah. I feel that, many... I feel does, do you think that she feels like this is her one chance? Possibly. 
I think it's. Uh, I think there's a lot of business happening in this opening yeah, scene. So by the way, his parents it? are coming, and George's parents would like to have them for dinner. That'd definitely come up again. Well, Jerry's parents are coming, but right. Jerry isn't. I've got a question. Yes. So this man who's trying to offload Joey onto George, what's this child done to him that he'd be so keen for George Costanza to look after him? <laughs> if he knows George, he must know George. Beautiful delivery, very much from the um, the, the Kramer School of Wooden Accent. <laughs> yeah. Is that mac and cheese he's eating there? Is that mac and cheese? Do we think it could be? Actually, yeah. I thought it was scrambled eggs, but uh, you might be right with mac yeah, and cheese. Yeah, could be mac and cheese. <laughs> oh no, there she is. I wrote down her name for this week. Bear me a moment. Emma Blouse. Excellent. In the background there, taking the money. I, I want to hear the conversation that's going on behind them. So this is... Um, it's a uh, walk and talk, that's nice. Yeah, on Seinfeld Street, I think. Yeah. Which is the um, the specifically built set they had for them on the uh, NBC, NBC lot. Not just, uh, not just any chokes, artichokes. Only the best. I mean, artichokes aren't, aren't hyphenated, are they? So, George is coming up here with his plan to avoid having to look after this child or mentor him by pretending to go to Paris. <laughs> having Jerry's parents post send a postcard from Paris to prove that he was indeed there. Simple. It's a simple plan. It does seem like a very simple plan. What could possibly go wrong? I can't foresee any problems with this at all. I mean, it's kind of inventive for George, mm. isn't it? Do you think this is going to end up being the most plosive-ridden episode we've ever done? Possibly. Brilliant. Well done. That was nice. That popped. <laughs> Sorry. That popped. I, I have one friend that will be having kittens right now. <laughs> Loving that hand lotion. Yeah, I love the fact that she's so comfortable lending an adult man so much hand lotion. Why does he need to keep coming back in and have his hands greased up, I wonder? Yeah. I hadn't really, you know, obviously watching the episode one time around properly. Yeah. When Morty is complimenting Kramer on his clothing style, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. For what comes later. Oh, for sure. Well, what happens if the husband dies after the wife? Who brings the clothing in then? George making more plans. Yeah. He is making he's, he's a plans. He's a real schemer in this. I've um, created my own uh, pop card. It's my hand. I don't know how that's going to work. Brilliant. That's a nice, nice bit of physical comedy there. Yep. Good practice. And it doesn't end there, of course. No, of course not. Here we go. The dinner invite. Mm. That's what it should have been called. Of course, the nice thing, though, it means it's the herald of George's parents. When parents clash. But yeah, I, I, I note at the time, all of a sudden, we're, we're getting the secret of this, this episode is the answer to the riddle of how does Kramer get his wardrobe? Yes. Mm. She's wearing purple. <laughs> Jerry's wearing purple. Yeah. Well spotted. What's going on? That's kind of oh, purpley. <laughs> Can't stand them. Can't stand them. <laughs> he really should have little baked bean teeth when he's saying that. <laughs> I guess so. It's beautiful that you know they're exactly the same. I mean, they're they're a slightly toned down version of uh, Frank and Estelle, aren't they? Mm -hmm. but, okay, so um, certain wanna certain wanna say here. Everybody listen, because here comes the judge. That's what, that's what I want to say. Good. Thank you. There he is. Aaron. Judge Reinhold. In all of the films. And now, and now this episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, I feel like his life has gone a little bit off the rails recently, but I don't know why. Let's have a look and see if I can find the news about him. He's doing, um, he's doing a great um, close talker performance. 
Oh, he's he's enjoying it so much, this performance. You can tell he's having a whale of a time. It's great. He likes. He, he seems to love playing this overblown, uh, crazy character. He does very well with it, I think. Over nice thing. Yeah. I, I, I have to imagine that being a... Um, being an actor, doing the close talker role is particularly difficult to do because mm-hmm. you've got to make it a good distance without it seem, seeming uh, aggressive or comedic, yeah. do you know what I mean? And also not corpsing. For both of them. Do you, in fact, actually, when he does it with Jerry later and they're it's almost very close, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I think he comes closer than Jerry a corpsing, which is incredible. I used to love Judge Reinhold so much. I was fascinated by him. Yeah, and me I was too. I was convinced that he did the voice of, of Garfield. Garfield, yeah. But of course, that was Lorenzo music. Mm-hmm. He still seems so young and vital there, doesn't he? So in all of that, he's befriended two old people. Mm, yes. Jerry's going to order some oats. Nice in his purple shirt. Oh, all he wants to do is play sex. That's right. <laughs> Beautiful. Off the Queens. Here we go. In the beginning of a, she's wearing, she's wearing. Love the staging in this. Purple, yeah. Paye, yeah. Oh, this is a tour de force. <laughs> oh man. With pepper. <laughs> oh dear me. It's like a little little amuse bouche, isn't it, with those Purple two. jacket. Man, what's going mm. on? What's going on? There's a code here. I think the Joker's taken over the writing stuff. I love I love his obsession with money bef- through this. This is not not only that actually, but like some of Morty's aside in this episode are really mm. really funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. Plays it so straight as well. I love it. Oh, oh. maybe a little too late, huh? Yeah. Oh well. I lo- I love this though. I love I love as the story grows on, it becomes quite a regression. A, a re- the story's kind of about regression, isn't it? For for all of the characters, sort of being dictated to childish rules in in adulthood. Yes. Uh, foreshadowing the entire episode. <laughs> Brilliant. Of course, Kramer's gonna. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Kramer's gonna react like that. He didn't get close then, did he? That's a horrible rain jacket, isn't it? I wouldn't choose it. Even Kramer can't make it look good. Double-breasted. Nothing to cinch it in at the waist. The executive. Executive. Yeah. The Flash's favourite, sure. <laughs> yeah. You'd need to go beltless because there's only one thing you want dangling around. That's your willy, is it? No, that's right. Yeah. Your willy, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, Flashes, they get their willies out to show people. Yeah, that's right. Must, must be harassment. Hashtag me too. Here we go. I like yeah. this. I like yeah. this. Some haggling. I, I like. I, I like how. Um, the hard salesman side of um, Morty comes out throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoy that. Do you think did I did I vamp all right? Well, I remembered you, Morty's you, name. Yeah, you filled. No, no, ever no. He's still there with. Why is he trying to give this child to George? He's so desperate to offload this child onto George. It's cruelty. It is a little. Is there like some kind of (coughs) child slavery situation going on that we need to know about? I think we can see why the 60s, 70s and 80s went down like they did. 
when, you know, still the prevailing attitude in the 90s is, oh, we'll give this kid 20-odd sauce, be fine. I mean, obviously, George is... You know, if they've got a kind face, that's enough. That's, that's all the check you need. Do you think he's got... He kind of has got a kind face. I mean, it's a little bit too small for his head. Brilliant. Of course, of course, his father lives in Paris. Of course. And this is the this is the thing that we've we've covered several times before mm. with George. He comes up with a lie yeah. and has nothing yeah. to back it up with. Yeah. I like that that scene was basically that character's going, we know it looks like he's going to get out of this, but uh, we're going to make sure that through uh, ludicrous, uh, ludicrous coincidence that he's not. Yeah. Still. Elaine uh, here in the nice night clothes. So she yeah. was. She's clearly up for something that Aaron's not mm. uh, not really aware of. <clears throat> oh, I um, I had a little joke from a previous scene where Jerry sat on the sofa and he says, "Rachel, Rachel, where are you?" And uh, I wrote, uh, "She's travelling from Milan to Minsk." Ah. The joke. That's good. Well worth it. Because it's like Rochelle, Rochelle. No. It? It's like... But like the the the, the, the just the, the first inkling that the attention he's lavishing on the on the Seinfeld might be a bit weird. Yeah. They bought him a coke. Though, they bought him so, a coke. I mean, you can kind of see. I love the simple pleasure though he takes from that. That's yeah. so sweet. Toys. They're all in there. They're all in their dressing gowns. How very uh very labor. Oh not Jerry. He's not Jerry, still, no, he's uh he's still in business mode. In his purple shirt. What are you doing? I play canaster or something. He's done off this situation already done off remind me of my childhood. We had we had relatives that lived far away. And uh, the sofa bed was often out. Hmm? Hello, Jack? Yeah. Jack, it's Morty. What do you think that ring signifies? Jack! We've not seen you in a while, Jack. No, and he's aged a hell of a lot. There's a lot less makeup going on with him in, in this. He, he's visibly aged, isn't he, from the last time we've seen him? Apparently, he was quite mercurial as an individual. Hmm. I thought you were going to Paris. I'm still going to Paris. I got a big deal. I've got an astronaut. I keep getting sucked in and watching this one. That's a worry, isn't it? Really settling in for, for this for double com- issue. For commentary, yeah. Yeah, I'm really settling in for this double issue. Yeah, are we stretching uh, copyright boundaries by not <laughs> talking over it? But there's the Costanzas in there. Uh, She's got a lot of paella. Yeah, a lot of paella. She was expecting a big party. Yeah. We should take a trip. Oh, I love him so much. Oh, they could take a cruise. There's no one could play could play Frank like Jerry Stiller. It's. <laughs> very very fond of George's bedhead. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Brilliant. This is brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's the mouthful of food that does it. I love it so much. Real emotion there. Oh, Frank. I just, I love the way it, um, Estelle shuts him down. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you sort of, you know, when we first meet Estelle, quite rightly, she is a nightmare. But I think I think this episode more than any we we're starting to really see actually what she has to put up with. Yeah. Just how neurotic Frank is. And I think I think the question we then have to ask ourselves is how's George so well adjusted? I love and I don't know if this is a deliberate choice. Yeah. But I love the guy working in the vintage clothes store is wearing a Nike polo shirt. <laughs> I just sell them. I don't wear them. Exactly. Yeah. Very odd. And also, like, is is it kind of looks like it? There's a lot of attention to detail gone into the 
gone into the story. He doesn't look that kind of guy and he doesn't play that kind of guy in the character. In the, in, in the show. Wasn't it out of character for Kramer to go along with George's scheme back there? It's funny how... That's interesting, actually. So, yeah, I so thought often, about that. So often... Kramer will just blunder ahead and ruin your plans. Yeah. On this occasion, he was like, I know exactly what we're talking about. I'm with you. It's like, oh. It's not like you, big man. The executive. But yeah, no, then in this conversation, though, he clearly he remembers it. It's the executive. He's obviously got a passion for these. Very strange. I don't see what would possibly stop me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the um, the moths. I can't work out whether it's like sort of a Compton or whether it's practical. Yeah, but they're brilliant. However, they did it. They're brilliant. That was great. The little circle are <laughs> Jerry and Green today. George, um, who, who has to, you know, suffer his parents by yeah. living with them as a, 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 a mature gentleman, yeah. is still fighting their corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, um, you know, sort of codependent, dysfunctional nightmare, isn't it? It's, yeah. He hates them, but loves no one as much as them, I think. That and, the, you know, he just wants her off his back as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, true. Because he's having to carry the can for the Seinfeld no-show, so I get it. Melange. <laughs> it's a good word, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a good word. <laughs> so he's, like, subcontracting the kid. Well, no one else gives a monkey's about yeah. the kid. Why should he? I mean, what mm. what test does George pass that he's appropriate to take a child on a intercontinental flight? Hashtag you tree. <laughs> but you know, six hundred. It's Paris. It's romantic, isn't it? Isn't it romantic? It is. Call that paper. Yeah. All, all that work she's not doing. Yeah. yeah. He knows those fantastic places because he's taken old people there before, yeah, probably. Do you think, like, he's a gerontophile? Oh, there he is. Do you think he's a gerontophile? Um, and that's why he gets... So what, he likes giraffes, what? He's a gerontophile. He likes... Uh... Hello! <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he gets close, because old people are often deaf. Uh, well, because mm, yeah, he's so deeply into old people, he can't help himself. I love that they adore him, though. They can't see how weird he is. No, of course not. He's just a nice man. Yeah. God, they look like they're going to a funeral, don't oh, they? Here comes the corned beef line. Oh, I love this. Yeah. You don't get corned beef like that anymore. What happened to that deli? I love that. Fancy uh, Lane just not being nostalgic about corned beef. Nah, well. It was, must have been good corned beef. Oh, it's it, not the kind of thing you share, no, really. But, but it's fine. not. Salon de thee. <laughs> no, he's still he's still got to bug up his ass about money. I love it. <laughs> We've seen that before. That was when that Kramer's run home that shot last time. It's a familiar um, park location. Oh, Uh-oh. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck. They're really making out too. That's yeah. kind of like I, I don't think I need to be watching this. I um only made one note for this scene, and that knows. Whoa, jeans. <laughs> yes. They are maximum 90s. Wait until she turns round. It's this point. Now, look at those. God, they are maximum 90s, aren't they? Mm-hmm. That is some boyfriend jeans with a big-ass belt she's got on there. It's a shame we don't get the dive a bit into Rachel a bit more and her 
Well, no, Jerry doesn't either. No, yeah, it's true. But her and her situation, you get the feeling there's a whole episode there. Could well be. Mm. There could be. But there isn't. There isn't, but there could be. Do you know what? Um, I've, I've, I've never seen Schindler's List the whole way through. But um, there is... A, is Is it because um, you've ended up making out with... Um, no, I've just never had a chance. It's very depressing. But um, oh, yeah. I've read Mouse a few times. Does that count? Sure. Um, but I know that there is a company in the world called Schindler's Lifts. Manufacturers of lifts. Hmm. Schindler's Lifts. Hey. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> He's holding the pen. Uh, right, upside down. Isn't the astronaut pen, though, isn't it just a ballpoint? There's no right way up for an astronaut's pen, though. There is no right way up, no. But ballpoints were uh, invented as part of the uh, the moonshot. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I've not really done my uh, research for that. I, well, I sent you the notes to do the research about the moonshots of 1960s. Very problematic getting these raincoats. It shouldn't be this difficult. But no, it shouldn't. Yeah. He's clearly now. That's one I yeah, right there. Yourself. Get the hell out of here with your knob. Of course I wrote that down. Of course you did. Of course I wrote that down. It's cutting it fine. It is cutting it Was fine. Was it Thursday 3pm? Yeah, but he's got the sniff of the sale in his nostrils now, that salesman. It's engraved deep into him, isn't it? Oh, wow. <laughs> he's on the hard stuff. This, this is some beautiful <laughs> staging as well, actually. Oh, it's just the way he moves. Do you think they're all conscious of the fact they're overdoing the melodrama? Because they, they, they all feel like they know they're pushed... I don't know. They're a melodramatic family. They are a melodramatic family. Oh, oh dear. He can't find his vacation clothes. The moth-eaten ones that George sold. That's a good point. How could you do that? I just, just. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what room that is he's going in as well. But look at the, just the way his legs angled and everything. He's a genius. <laughs> now, yes. Who was pulling focus for this uh, stand-up? Do you think? Because uh, they get very drunk. Go home, camera operator, you're drunk. Look at this. Look, I mean, you know, even allowing for the fact that it's on a high-res screen. But that's better. Yeah. That guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's like, it is like you know, the cameraman was having a stroke and it was slow, slowly falling forward on the focus. <laughs> well, I mean, it might be. That's why they'd cut away. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that on the job. Yeah. If you hear in the background, you can hear, like, people gasping. Do you know, I, I open yeah, up it, a... It's kind of true about underwear, though, isn't it? It is. I kind, of, I kind of like this. Um, I kind of like this advert. I, t- I had a, a nice day. I, I, I've got to be honest with you, Steve. I know it's extravagant, but I've got a MeUndies subscription, and my new pair came today, which is always my favourite day of the month. Oh, Rochelle. Here we go. Oh, Rochelle, Rochelle. In the cinema. Mm. Everyone's watching a very sad film. And he's Except... making out with his girlfriend in the front row. Very foolish, virtually in the front row. Steady. Oh, who's that angry looking postman? Hello, Newman. He's so that's, angry. That's really quite the face. He's so angry, isn't he? I mean, obviously, it's creepy that, that Newman sat at the back on his yeah. own and still watching. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. It, they probably would do. Reasonably competent piece of bluffing he enters into here, I think. I've got every sympathy for. I mean, I understand. Given that they're Jewish, I understand the significance that um, 
Schindler's List probably had for them was even greater than than uh, that. I don't think he's out of order um, doing a kissing with his girlfriend. Look, he paid for those seats. He can do what he wants. Well, within reason. Do you think he's a proud boy, this owner? Because he likes his polo shirts, and apparently that's what proud boys like to wear. That's a Slazenger top, isn't it? That's a Slazenger uh, Puma thing. Some lovely hats back there. I love the way they all lean on the pronunciation of paella. Oh, there's trouble. There's trouble in the sales paradise, isn't there? I love, uh, I love George starts becoming the uh, agent provocateur here. I love that. Yeah. I, lo- I love him getting. You're the one who sold me the moth-ridden cabana crap. Look, he he was very angry about that. Yeah. Why is Kramer getting twenty-five percent? Uh oh. Told you about the place. So what? Why is that worth twenty-five percent? It's a finder's fee. You know what a finder's fee is? You find something, you get a fee. I wish. Brilliant. I wish no respect to Mike Haggerty. He's a bit of a pound store John Candy, though, isn't he? Save them, I store them. I've been waiting years for this payoff. Well, you're not going to say anything. Mm. He's working that cigar. Mm. This is brilliant. You don't think it's fair. No, no, no. I found the place. Kramer always gets his way. Somehow. Kramer always manages to manipulate the situation to his favour. Doesn't he? Yeah, I'm watching him work here. Yeah, not today, though. I love it. Straight back to where he was. I love that. Morty's a—he's—he's uh, he's a tough uh, mother flopper. It's important to know why moths are bad. Oh, it is, yeah. Well, you don't hear about them now these days. I love this. Oh, if you'd just done that, the, if you'd just done that in the other, the other order, way around, yep. yeah, just done yep. that now. Oh, George. Oh, sorry. She's finally clicking. Yeah. He's thirty-five in that. Oh. Oh, he's almost ten years younger than me in this. Oh man. But he doesn't look that young. Yeah. Background hat, Herman von Trapp. Oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah. Fresh from the Alps. Yeah. Oh, Van der Vod's there talking about. I had a little I bet if he stood up, he's got lederhosen on him. He does look like he's come fresh from the yeah. Tyrol. She's gone, she's gone out, mate. Fair enough. Emma Blouse there in the background. I didn't see the whole movie. We know that. Canoodling out. Yeah, that's what you do in the movies. I have to say, whoever Herman von Trapp is showing his booth for, he's not talking much to him, is he? We hadn't been alone in a long time. It just got the better of me. It's a giant tomato in that sandwich. Tomatoes have no business being in bread. They really don't. They soggy it up. This yeah. is fun. Hello, Newman. Nails it. <laughs> Nails Brilliant. it. That's kind of interesting. I, I love it. Picks it up, smells it, steals it. Oh, I love Newman. Such a telltale. Well, he really seemed to have his hands full, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Do you think he plays Paul or Snooker? Because he's got some of them uh, snoo- Snooker Man glasses on there, really, isn't he? Schindler's List? Yes. And a more offensive spectacle I cannot recall. 
Now we are just watching again, I'm sorry. We're doing it again. Can't help it, Newman's on the screen. Yeah. Wearing a, a blue, red, and purple shirt. <laughs> Dashed away with glee. Yeah, oh yeah, his, well his work's done, isn't it? Nice lining to that jacket, by the way. <coughs> hey, so Jerry, Snapple. <laughs> so this is the bit, really, where it's like the getting in trouble with your parents as an adult sort of thing yeah. kicks in, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's sort of... I'd, I'd like to see... I mean, I've only got one of them left, but I'd love to see my parent trying to... trying to corner me like this. <laughs> At what point should the obscenity start? But this is, uh, I suppose this speaks really to the sort of the infa infantile nature of their characters that Jerry, Jerry. is susceptible to a rollicking from his parents mm -hmm. as a man in his mid-thirties. He's clearly hurt his hand, he's got a bandage on. That's right. I had to break the window with a rock. And then I got my hand all cut off. Do you think those uh, make-up liver spots or the actors owned? <laughs> I think he brought them with him, yeah. yeah. The actor wears old age and disease. It's a very specific kind of loungewear that he's wearing. <laughs> is that, very that specific. only an old person could wear. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That uh, selection of browns. Sandy Barron. Yeah, he was only 64 when he died in 2001. Goodness. He didn't age well. No, I, I, I can remember some talk about that in the commentary, but I can't remember the details of it, and I'm not going to half remember drugs. He turned to the drugs. I'm not going to half remember drugs, Steve. That's correct. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to remember them at all or fully remember them. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, how would that happen? Mm. They were hungry. Look how attentive he is when his son speaks. Yeah. <laughs> He wants some paella. He's excited. He wants paella. Oh, that hair is almost at maximum Kramer, isn't it? <laughs> of course. Of course, he's got one of Frank's cabana shirts on. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was straight down to Mike. I do apologise. <laughs> Oh, it's all coming out, look. Oh, that was yeah. that. Sorry. Gone. You're excitable. Yeah, no, I'm popping all over the place. Uh, that was a real hit. I believe he was, um, I believe um, that um, Jason Alexander encouraged him to to make it real. Fair enough. But certainly sounds real. <laughs> yeah. Looks real. Plane for it. Missing his plane, wasn't that a charter flight? Yeah. Oh, more plans. Yeah. Sound of the penny, dro yeah. penny dropping again. Yeah. Away go the gears. If you had, uh, if you had the chance to fly from New York to Paris for free, mm. would you bother? It's like eight hours, isn't it? So what even is that room? Is it the den? A prayer room? I mean, I don't really know. But it's got glass doors. I mean, they use it to great effect. Oh, yeah. I think you'd just go in there for a quiet read, wouldn't you? There she is, Emma Blouse, in a purple... Purple blouse. <gasps> Jerry shirt. Oh, well done, George. This is two full episodes of being obsessed by the colour of Jerry's... Like, fully obsessed by the colour of Jerry's clothes, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. That was LAX, wasn't it? LAX, we're at LAX. 
I love this, the arrival of the raincoats. And I have to say, Jack Clumpus, really, this is a proper dick move that he's pulled here. Oh, all those rain clothes! All those rain clothes! Good lord! I can only manage a twenty-two episode, a twenty-two-minute episode, Steve. I'm falling apart at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> what? I lo- oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Of like, course he's an SH1T. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. But George, still, you, get, you get to go to Paris, but... Yeah. With this little rat thing. Another polo shirt. I, like, I, do, I do like Frank's jacket. That's quite something, isn't it? Yep. Oh, that is a lot of raincoats. Do you think they made all those raincoats or they bought a load of... I don't know, they are the executive. They're a very exactly. specific kind of coat. Yeah, they can't, I'm wondering if they paint themselves into a corner with the executive. <laughs> now I'm watching again, Steve. It's because it's, you know, it's a really good scene. Yeah. Lots I'd, of race voices, fast pace. I'd, I'd, oh. I did make a note, though. Was the thing with the kid being bratty... Yeah. Was that a bit on the nose? No. No. Okay. Seen that plane before. Okay, let's go. It's uh, the the one plane that does all the flying. Yeah. Yeah. In in um in the Seinfeld universe, there's one plane. And it's uh, a Boeing. What's the what's the dreadful one? The new the new Boeing. It's the dreadful Boeing. Uh, the whichever Boeing was. Controversial at that time. Yeah. Oh, look. He, he, he misses them already. Oh. This is like. He, it's like he's having like a proper little psychotic break at the end here, though. He's genuinely losing the plot, isn't he? What do you think his, uh, what do you think his problem is? There must be a name for this. This ring is one more dinner I could have taken them out to. A bit like Morty's that ring as well. What is it with these funny rings? It's a really grim looking ring. Yeah. <laughs> he should not have laid his hands on that lady. Uh, not really, no. Um, but it was the 90s. Um, and that plane did have a, a, a child and an adult. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So it's Rachel's father. I love the way this is framed because obviously it makes her look so small. Yes. And Jerry and Jerry's shot from above down, isn't he? Whereas like the father is sort of like it's a straight or slightly below. Yep. So all the angles are sort of built to give you that feeling as well. It's fantastic. Good work, Tom Cajones. Yeah. Chirones, Cajones. I don't know. Brilliant seated shove. Yep. He almost of course, did. Of course, Clompus was yeah. half-assing it. He was too busy using his astronaut pen. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh. Want some bear claws? Well, I don't know what a bear claw is. I mean, other than a claw that is on a bear. I would like to know exactly how far they got out of this store before Jerry caught him. I, I'm thinking no more than a meter. <laughs> That's plausibly Paris, isn't it? Yeah. What is that as well? Is that a small wet wipe he puts on I his... Just hope those know what doing. Oh, 
Uh oh. The, it's the look on Morty's face <laughs> when he's coming out there. It's like he's like, right, and I'm gonna have to change this expression a minute. Let's go to the extreme. Yeah, well, there we go. I'm acting. <laughs> Brilliant. Great, right, and I made a note of the great moth effects. I think I think I think they're practical. Now, do you think they're moths on strings or real moths? Uh, trained moths, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You think there was a moth wrangler? Uni- union moths. You think there was a moth wrangler on set? Plausible. It's um, an episode so long that they're just going to show stills at the end. How long is it since we've seen stills? Out of focus stills. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they chose a still from the bit where the cameraman is having a stroke. This episode is dedicated to the memory of uh, cameraman two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to have names. Anyway, that was uh, that was episode eighteen, the Raincoats part one and two. Thank you <laughs> for. Uh, how likely am I to recommend Mozilla Follow Fox? Follow Fox? Look, I'm not very likely to recommend it now. No, because it's interrupted. Uh, yeah. our uh, our flow. Yeah, absolutely. It's very annoying. Steve, that was season yeah. five, episode eighteen and nineteen, the Raincoats part one and two. Um, uh, tell us your thoughts, why don't you? Um, do you know what? I think I might just do that. This was uh, a pretty good episode, actually. Pretty <clears throat> good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely needs to be double length. It is absolutely jam packed with characters. Yeah. Really good quality characters. You know, people we've not seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you absolutely have to give that the time mm-hmm. to give them all really juicy stuff to work with um jerry serves as the hub for this he's he's got his own mm. little uh kind of um b story i i guess it's like you were saying earlier in terms of the um the kind of the regression of um you know grown-ass adults still mm. not being able to um escape um you know their parents authority and mm-hmm. expectations um and also you know just the story of uh, teenagers in love yeah and uh you know uh, having to do things while their uh, parents aren't around, uh, we, you know, which is a kind of you know a smart and fun idea, but mm-hmm. definitely only B story worthy. And this is one of those things uh, that works so well in Seinfeld, where you can kind of use Jerry's across roads and uses a, a kind of apartment as where yeah. things kind of cross over, and and all the th- kind of threads tangle up. Um, like like we've seen a few times really in 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 the season you know is just kind of an exemplary of of where the Seinfeld formula really works yeah i think george was quite interesting very he was a he was a real schemer in mm-hmm. this episode we thinking got see, we got to see very many sides of george Costanza, i thought we certainly did he was uh thinking about taking advantage of the you know situation so he could mm. first get out of not looking after joey and then ends up taking advantage of a, a you know a trip to Paris interestingly Highly adaptable. In, in the middle of all of that selling off or trying to sell off his dad's uh, cabana clothes getting stuck in his lie and looking out um for some kind of angle to get out of the big brother thing he ultimately gets um the worst kind of punishment yeah everything he was trying to avoid he has to do yeah, he's stuck in Paris with the Bubble Boy, effectively. <laughs> uh, just, just the worst, just the worst set of circumstances for him. Deservedly so, really. Mm. Um, it's kind of sad that um, women in this episode aren't particularly well served. Elaine is taking a bit part in what's happening with Aaron, and um, as you were saying earlier. Rachel's just kind of a blank canvas for, mm-hmm. for for most of it. She's just a pair of jeans. That that, <laughs> that character is not developed. Yeah, which I mean is unusual for where we are in Seinfeld now, and what yes. we and what we yeah. expect no, to I see. I concede that that's true. I can't imagine there being anybody else who could be Aaron apart from Judge Reinhold. Once you see him do that, and. I couldn't imagine for a second that someone like Judge Reinhold would appear, but then Seinfeld's going to become that show where a lot of people you wouldn't necessarily expect to mm. appear or are going to appear. But he had an awful lot of fun with that role, played Aaron incredibly well with this level of kind of desperate earnestness. 
in him and see obviously the crack show at the end mm. but that was really cool as well i thought the stand-up was surprisingly strong in this yeah but um, then he hasn't he hasn't used very much has he we've we've not had a great deal recently and they've tended to be um just you know two or three lines just to mm-hmm. i don't know wet the appetite set the stall before you get into the episode yeah. there was actually some there was enough time for there to be some actual material to be used mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it tied in with the nature of the episode, but it came across really well. I get the feeling that, you know, if it weren't for the double episode, if it weren't for what was going on, we wouldn't have had anywhere near as much as, uh, of it as that. Oh, no way. But in terms of this, you know, in this in this one situation, it actually, actually was quite funny and it fit together really well. Yeah. I'm going to say that in terms of, um, again, like a really good example of how the formula works, how the characters are used, just how funny the situations are that this is actually, you know, one of the stronger, surprisingly, actually, one of the mm-hmm. stronger episodes of this season. When we think about some of the stuff that's happened earlier on, Sniffing Accountant, The Briss, stuff like that, where they're definitely more out there and more wacky. Yeah. This one's buttoned down a little bit more compared uh-huh. to those, but it has, it, it, it still has that kind of magic realism around some of the situations, and it has, um, it still has that kind of manic pace at times. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's pretty strong for for something that doesn't immediately strike you as a standout episode mm-hmm. actually but i think it's up there in yeah. terms of what we've seen this season it is yeah i i don't think it runs too too thin for all that time as well mm. yeah i like it it's funny funny stuff happens and i think it's yeah, one funny. of the i think that this is the first episode where you get to see uh the true majesty of frank costanza I think you get to see yeah, point. so much. It's a real um, character reveal almost. He's like he's not just a hothead. He's a, a completely screwed up neurotic weirdo. Um, uh, more of that we will see. As, I'm, yeah, I'm certain as of time it. goes on. Steve, more to say, have you? Ah. Cool. Uh, well, then uh, all there is for me to say is thank you, Steve. Okay. Uh, thank you, listener, uh, for listening. We really genuinely appreciate it. Um, and we hope that you will uh, come back and join us again next week. Till then, bye-bye. Yeah, why not? Wouldn't you like to be a big brother to someone like me? Please? Please.